let's take it from the top. I am your host, Hallie Mastro-Berardino, and I am so excited that you decided to join me for this week's amazing episode. My guest today is Amanda Lamott. Amanda grew up in Orlando, Florida, and she attended Florida State University, where she majored in musical theater. Since then, Amanda has been seen on Broadway in Matilda, Kiss Me Kate, and Hello Dolly, as well as in numerous productions all across the country. Today, I am so excited to sit down with Amanda and chat about all of the hard work and energy and exciting stuff that went into her making her Broadway debut in Matilda. I have looked up to Amanda for many, many years. I have seen her in many of her Broadway shows and at auditions, and her spirit and her light is really contagious and exciting. So I can't wait to share our conversation with you. Without further ado, here is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you? It's so nice to be here and meet you. Yes, it's so nice to see you. I'm doing well. How are you doing on this beautiful it's beautifully sunny day here for me? How are yeah, you? Doing? It's, it's beautiful here. I'm I'm currently in New Hampshire and it's a beautiful day here also. Um I'm good. You know, we're all doing this pandemic life thing together and um it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so that feels really encouraging and and wonderful for us all to start feeling some positive feelings. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm excited to get a little, we're going to take it back and we're going to get to hear all about your Broadway debut today, which is really exciting. I'm so excited to jump in. Yeah, me too. Okay. I think we're ready. Let's take it from the top. Alrighty. So Amanda, let's do it. Let's take it from the top. I'm going to hand it over to you. Why don't you give us a little introduction to you, where you grew up, and how you got started? Yeah. So I originally am from Orlando, Florida, and I went to college for musical theater, and I went on tour right out of, out of school and then worked regionally, and I had really decided that I didn't want to join the union. I felt so scared that I wasn't ready and I wanted to keep working. And then the union said, no more. You must join the union. I was like, ah, okay, I'm doing it. And so I went to my very first, you know, uh, open call with my equity card, like, at NECC and I went to the Matilda audition. It was their six-month required call. I, it was clear they weren't really looking for anyone, mm-hmm. but I felt good about, you know, I got to sign up on the list. I did it. I have my equity card. And, you know, we learned the, the salsa dance and they said, we're not looking for anyone today, but thank you so much. Everyone can go home. And I was like, that was the best case scenario for my first ECC with my card. And then a few weeks later, I got a email saying, we'd love for you to come in. We're casting the first national tour. It was had, had yet to go out. And I was like, cool, awesome. Like, this would be amazing. I would love to go on the tour. Um, and so I went in, I auditioned, and a few weeks or so went by and I got a call back. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait. Um, and so I kind of went through the whole callback process and I tell this story a lot because it kind of is proof that our business is insane and you never know what is going to happen. So I went through the whole audition process and 
they said, okay, final callbacks are next week. They'll be on Monday and Wednesday. And I was like, awesome. So I took off work. I had been working in a restaurant and I said, I can't work these days. I must have the whole day off. I go in on Monday. We sing and read and dance and sing and read and dance. We're there all day, you know. And I was the last person of the day to sing. And they were like, great, Amanda, see you soon. And I was like, ah, awesome. I totally got a call back. And we're all friends there, you know. We Mm -hmm. all are there's, you know, 20 of us, but we all know each other. And so that night, people started saying, heard from my agent, got my call back, heard from my agent, got a call back. And I'm like staring at my phone and nothing is happening. And so I'm like starting to feel a little sick to my stomach. I was like, oh man, they said, see you soon. And they're not. (laughs) Like, what, what happened? And so I was bummed, but you know, it's okay, move on. Next thing. And so I had taken off of work on the Wednesday because I had to be prepared to be there on that final day. And I was feeling kind of bad for myself. So I was like, no, I'm going to go. I didn't get the job, so I'm going to work even harder. I'm going to go take a ballet class. So I schlep into the city. It's like snowing. It's disgusting (laughs) out. I got my big old snow boots on and I go take a ballet class. And I get out and I'm like, kind of mad still so I like decided to go take another dance class like on a whim I was like I'm gonna go take a jazz class I took Sheila Barker's class I came out I'm dripping with sweat I'm disgusting I have been rage dancing for three hours you know (laughs) (laughs) um and I come out and I have all these missed calls and text messages from a New York number I don't know and I was Hmm. like weird and so I listen to the voicemail and it's hey this is Matilda casting call us as soon as you get this and I was like, strange, like I didn't get a call back. Okay, so I call her back and she's like, hey, this is Matilda Casting. We messed up. We accidentally threw your headshot away and we <sighs> meant to call you back and have you here. And how fast can you get here? I was like, um, well, I'm at Broadway Dance Center. I can like run to Ripley or Pearl or I think we were at Ripley. And yeah, Ripley. And they were like, yeah, get here as fast as you can. Do you have your book and a headshot? And I was like, no, I right. don't just <gasps> schlep that also through the city. <laughs> I have to in the snow with my snow boots. She was like, that's okay. I'll buy you music on music notes. What do you want to sing? And I sing like this weird song that was arranged for me that's not on music notes for like every audition I was like uh you can't find that on music notes so I just like randomly picked a song that I knew would be on music notes she printed it out for me and I got there and all my friends who knew I didn't get a call back on Monday night were like what are you doing here and I was like (laughs) Dude, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what's happening. So I go in. I sing my song. They've already danced for hours. They've been there since, like, 10 a.m. And this was the last thing of their day was to sing. So I wait for all of them to go and sing. I go in in my snow boots and, like, (laughs) my leotard, like, not prepared at all. Also, I knew I was in for the track that covered the kids. And I have on a full face of makeup. And previously they'd been like, look as young as possible. Do not wear any makeup. And I'm, you know, full beat living my life (laughs) and and so I go in I sing my song they're like great um can you do the audition like final callback audition sides and uh sing revolting children which up until this point we had not had 
to prepare. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know it. Like in theory, you know it from hearing it, but I didn't know it. <laughs> right. And so they sent me out in the hallway with the casting director's phone and headphones and they were like, go learn it in the hall. And I was like, okay. And so I go in the hallway with her phone. I'm learning the song. And I go back in. I sing the song. I'm making up words. It's like, you know, they spell things and they say it wrong. And if you don't know those, even when you do know the words, you're like, what am I saying? <laughs> you have to yep. really think about it. Um, and so David Holsenberg was so sweet. He's the music director. He looked at me and he goes, Amanda, that was Really great. Exactly what we need. We are uh, putting this on tape to send to London. So do you think you could do it again and try to say more of the right words? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. So I take it again. I'm, I take the ego out of it and I start looking at the paper so I can mm-hmm. say the right words. Um they were like, that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's what we needed. All of the girls that are in for the track that you're in for have already danced all day, but we have another group coming in. Can you stay and dance with them? I was like, sure, no problem. So I go, they're already in another room. They're with my friend MJ Slinger, who I didn't know at, the, at this point at all. Mm-hmm. And he's so sweet. He takes me aside and he's like, hey, you've got this. You're fine. You're going to be fine. Because I'm like so flustered. And he... They've already been working for like an hour and he was like, it's fine. Come in the corner with me. And he worked with me. He remembers none of this. I remember <laughs> all, every moment. And, and so we, we dance. The sweet associate choreographer tried to give me her shoes because I had no shoes, but I have baby feet. So I just was like in socks. It was crazy. And so they, they were like, great. Um, we'll call all of you and let you know if something's going to come of this. All right, so the next day I'm at work, I'm, and my phone rings, and like the true restaurant professional that I am, I see that it's a New York number, and I run to the supply closet, and I lock myself inside, (laughs) and um, I answer the phone, and they're like, hey, this is Matilda Casting. We are really interested in offering you the swing track that covers the kids and the adults and you'll have to do the gates and you'll have to do the thing and explaining like what I'm in for mm-hmm. and they were like if we call and offer you the first national tour will you take it I was like yeah uh, absolutely like give me the job I'm so stoked my first equity job and first national tour I'm down and they were like great you'll hear from us by the end of the week by next Friday awesome Friday comes Friday goes. The next Friday comes. Friday goes. I hear nothing. And then one of my closest friends who was also there through the whole thing, she calls me and she says, hey, I just want to let you know they called and offered me that track. Mm. I was like, ooh, okay. That is a huge blow to my heart. But I'm so stoked for you because you're one of my closest friends and, and she and I are very similar. So always like if it's not going to be me it better be her is kind of how I feel about it like if it's not me it has to be her um and so I was genuinely so excited for her but also at the same time bummed for myself right so then you know through her process she's telling me oh we start rehearsals on this day blah 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 awesome so the day they start rehearsals I'm just chilling and my phone rings and they say, hey, this is Matilda casting. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> great. Again? Like, uh, again. Right. And, and they were like, hey, so 
casting for the tour is done and that's going to be the end of the road for you there. I was like, yeah. Right. I I knew this, right? (laughs) They started rehearsals today, so obviously. And she said, but we actually have an opening in our Broadway company and we'd like you to join us there instead. Can you start in three days? Wow. What? Like this never in the whole journey of the craziness was on the table as far as I knew like I didn't know anything about it so then all of a sudden I was making my Broadway debut and starting rehearsals three days later for a Broadway show it was insane um wow so that was like my journey to Matilda and to my Broadway debut which is really wild (laughs) yeah Oh my gosh. It's like so exciting. And I, it's so funny. My listeners will be like, Hallie's repeating herself, but I've talked to so many people recently who have had like crazy experiences of like being thrown into certain rooms and having to do things they were kind of unprepared to do. But in those moments, like realizing how when the stakes aren't necessarily there and, and like Broadway wasn't even mentioned, but you were still giving it your all and that at first it didn't work out as you thought it would. And sure enough, out of nowhere, that opportunity was presented to you. I think that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I, I, I feel my teacher growing up loved the, the quote, luck happens when preparedness meets opportunity. And mm-hmm. I feel in that moment, I was prepared. And also I was demonstrating that I was prepared to swing a monster show like Matilda. You know, yep. they just kept throwing things at me and I kept going, okay, <laughs> like, and going for it and just like letting the stress like be in the back of my mind because it was there. I, like I, there's no rolling off of your back in that situation, <laughs> right. there, but you have to know what needs to be at the forefront of your brain, especially if you're going to swing. And so I feel like they were like, well, she can obviously handle it because we've thrown all of the curveballs at her. And I think that, you know, even by saying, oh, I didn't get the call back. I'm going to go take class. I think that that is, I was continuing to try to make myself prepared for the opportunities, whatever was going to come next. And I think right. that that's the biggest takeaway for me is making sure you're always ready for whatever gets thrown at you. So Amanda, let's jump to rehearsals. What was it like in even maybe in those three days? Like what did you do to kind of get yourself ready? And yeah. so what exactly was the the role that you were given right away? Like so what, what it was you... the same track that I was auditioning for for the tour. I was okay. uh, the swing who covered the little kids and also the adults. Um so there were 18 people on stage I was responsible for knowing their track wow (laughs) Um, never would I ever like some of them were the tall boy men ensemble like situations that I I would never go on for their whole track but I had to know their whole track in case they were like oh you have to jump in and do x y and z number as Travis in a dress climbing the gates or whatever you know (laughs) so I by the end did all 18 in some way shape or form which felt like really exciting (laughs) yeah um but so when I joined I learned the acrobat track first 
And there was one other um, woman who joined the cast with me, which was a godsend, Laurelyn McClelland. I'm so grateful we made our, our debut in Matilda together and we got to go through rehearsals together. We had two weeks to learn the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really super intense and I cannot imagine how intense it would have been if I had been by myself and it was my Broadway debut. I've replaced since then and I was the only one. Um, but I knew the team and it was different and – I think I would have been so scared and overwhelmed if it were not for her. So thank God for Laura Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was intense. I mean, we were there every day, 10 to 5. And then we were not required to go watch the show at night. But especially for me, because I was swinging, I knew I had so much to learn. I would be in rehearsal all day and then I would go to the theater on my own and watch the show every night. And it was a lot to learn. That show is a lot to learn. And there's a lot of dangerous elements to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt like I had to be really, really prepared. And we had our put-in rehearsal. And that was very exciting. It was, you know, also getting put into a show that is your Broadway debut. I had never been put into a show before. So it was new on so many levels. Yeah, I had never done a show where I wasn't there from the first day of rehearsal Mm -hmm. Um, I had swung before so I understood that but it was just so different to to say okay you get to be on the stage with just the you know four other swings for your first rehearsals on the stage then we'll have a rehearsal with the rest of the cast and they'll be there but not in costume and there's no anything and then the next time you do it is your run through and you're completely in costume but they're not and the lights are there but not the whole band and so you never really get to do it until you're in front of the audience yeah which is insane like what we do as performers is insane (laughs) yep Um, but it just is so telling of how strong we are and how you know again being prepared you have to be prepared to be able to jump into crazy situations like that and then we had our debut together and it was magical and amazing and I remember literally none of it except for one moment because again you've never seen any of these things no one's ever been in costume and it feels insane Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's one moment in the playground scene when all of the kids who are like actual kids and the adult kids are lined up at the back of the stage and the acrobat track, she was all the way on stage right with only one person next to her and it was Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking about five million things, just trying to make sure I don't make any mis- mistakes. And Clay leans over to me and he said, hey, look up, you're on Broadway. Like just like making me take a second to take it in Mm -hmm. and that is the only moment I remember (laughs) from my Broadway debut and after the show I remember Clay saying like I hope that was okay that I said that to you I hope I didn't distract you and I was like no that was amazing that was so lovely and and I thought I knew it was special then but looking back now that I realize I really don't remember anything else about that day (laughs) it's so special and I will always be grateful to him and now whenever I'm in a show and someone's making their Broadway debut I like to do the same thing if I'm near them and it's appropriate to say hey you're on Broadway like you did it this is so cool but I remember nothing else (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, um, I love and, that. And also, like, starting the next day, then I had 17 other tracks to start learning. Right. So it never really ended that feeling of, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a wild ride. I will never do anything that is as hard as swinging Matilda the Musical on Broadway ever again in my career. I don't think <laughs> That's awesome. What a what a beautiful moment to remember. I feel like even though you can't remember the other things and how crazy it was, what a beautiful moment to remember. That's so special. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful that he did that. So Amanda, why don't we talk about, so I know everyone who swings sort of has their own system and uh, their own kind of way to keep everything on track and in order, and especially with 18 tracks to remember, can you maybe explain um, how you organize everything when you swing a show? Yeah, I have learned I'm kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, even when I'm in my own track, but I haven't swung since Matilda, but I had swung cats before that. And even in my own track or learning my own choreography, I always learn it with a strange awareness of everything else that's happening around me. And I have spoken to other people who are like, no, I know my track and I have no idea who's next to me and I don't know who's behind me. I just know this is where I go. But just naturally the way my brain works is I – I'm like, oh, and this is who's next to me and this is who's whatever. And when I was learning even that first acrobat track, I remember saying to the dance captain and the associate, yeah, but who's standing next to me? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about that right now. I was like, I need to know this. Yeah. But then I find that in learning my first track, you know, say I'm next to the acrobat track and they say, oh, you're next to the cook track. Then when I go to learn the cook track, I already know where I'm supposed to stand because I knew where I was in relation to the acrobat. and. And I know that some people can't work that way and that's too much information for their brains. But I find for me, if I can start to look at it as a whole picture and see it as like a bird's eye view of this is where everyone is, things go much more smoothly for me because I can Mm -hmm. just like plug myself into those places. I still had a ginormous binder of everyone's things written out as just themselves, but always in my notes, it's next to so-and-so or behind so-and-so or do the same as this other track Um, because it just helps me to consolidate. And now, like when I swung, I swung the cats toward out of college and I we did not have video. Video was not an option. Mm. Now with the the tool of being able to have video and, and stuff that obviously doesn't go anywhere, it's just for yourself, it's for your own educational purposes. Yes. Um, it, especially Matilda, there was a lot of like, you go off stage, you have a minute while the adults do something, or you ha- go off stage, you have a minute while the kids do something. It was really helpful to just like check in on that video really quick and then go on stage. Um mm-hmm. I can't, I, as I get older now, I'm like, wait, how did I do it without that? <laughs> yeah. In um, my first like six months at Matilda, I had no videos. So mm. I learned it all without the videos. And then later I was like, no, I need that. <laughs> that yeah. As more things were getting shoved in my head, I was like, I need, I need the tools. Right. Um, and is that something that comes from like stage management? Will they like organize that someone um, does that or? No. Do you, no. 
it's not re- – I mean, <laughs> as I sit on a podcast and talk about my videos, like, it's <laughs> not really, like, an official you're allowed to have videos kind of thing. But yeah. usually if you are taking it for your own purpose, people understand. Right. And, and as long as you're respect- – I mean, if – I would never post those anywhere. I would never put them anywhere. Um and you have to be super respectful of that. It has mm-hmm. to be a tool and only a tool. And it is for no one but yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's really important to protecting your colleagues and protecting yourself and knowing that that is the rule. And that is the the respect that we give to our art form is not letting it leak out in, in ways like that. Yes. And protecting everyone else's image in a way that we would want our own protected. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that makes total sense. I was in a show once regionally and all of the people who understudied or swung were sent a video from our stage management team and we all kind of had to sign something being like, I will not put this video anywhere, but it was super helpful for them if um, I know our swing all the time would listen to the show and sync it up with the video so that if she didn't want to sit out in the audience, she could still like check in with what was going on on stage. And and it is such a such a helpful tool, even in rehearsals, like I uh, dance captain for summer stock gigs and just to have those videos to like go back after learning something in an hour and having to remember it three days later it is so such a useful tool that yeah i feel like we could we could definitely take for granted a little bit now that that is something that is so readily available to us but yeah yeah, definitely a helpful tool as the technology is evolving i think also the attitude towards Mm -hmm. it being a tool is also changing and becoming more accepted um And I think as long as people continue to have that respect for it being a tool, then it will be allowed and be like kind of overlooked. But I think that if people start neglecting that respect, then it will no longer be readily available. (laughs) Absolutely. So Amanda, I'm curious, are there any moments or like stories of times where you either found out you had to go on within like a moment's notice or any fun like maybe your favorite track that you got to do something anything that stands out to you having to do with I mean at Matilda it was always a wild ride Mm -hmm. um hey there were days where I was playing both a little kid and an adult so I was going back and forth between things I definitely found out in the middle of the show many times that I was on I mean, the craziest one is our, there was an accident on stage and someone got hit in the face with one of the blocks that go in the gates. Mm-hmm. And this person was my dressing roommate and they had said, Amanda, we think you should start putting your hair in pin curls. And I was like, ah, she's always fine. And I was like slowly doing it. And then the dressing room door opened and she had blood all over her face. And I was like, oh, oh we gosh. mean now, like now this is happening now. And so like I ran downstairs and just like jumped into the show. She had been on for a man in a man's track. Like already the show was crazy yeah. and she was doing crazy things. And so I jumped in. I mean, truly maybe from the time she walked into the dressing room, maybe it was 
two, three minutes before I was on stage. Wow. I like threw on a costume. They were trying to put a mic on me. I was like, there's no time. <laughs> I have to move the desk. Because <laughs> um, I knew that was the next thing that needed to happen was the Trunchbull's desk had to get on stage. And I was like, I will put on a mic later. They're like, you need a wig. I was like, no, I need a ponytail. We are just getting on stage. <laughs> yeah. And there's like crew people following me. I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> there's no time. And wow. so I then did the rest of the show for her um in a track that wasn't even her track she was on for a crazy split track already it was insane wow I was I mean that was also like two weeks before we closed like the insanity just never stopped it was always <laughs> that way the entire I was there for two years it was like that the whole time <laughs> yeah wow oh my gosh I can't even imagine and also that you were like ready you knew what was next right away it's like very well, the crazy thing is, is that was the like last of the 18 tracks that I had to do. Mm. And I happened to, this person had joined the cast later than I had. So she was like, hey, can I just talk through this with you before I go out tonight? So I had gone through the whole track with her in our dressing room, letting her talk it out loud before mm -hmm. the show. So thank God we had <laughs> done that because it like refreshed and made me think about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go here. And then and she was like, yeah, and then I'll do this. And I was like, exactly. Like totally reviewing it with her just <laughs> as like swing buddies. Yeah. And thank God I had done that with her because I didn't have to think quite as hard. I mean, I definitely came back up and got my notes, but at least I knew what was next. Right. Another moment of like being prepared. And even then, like you didn't know that you had to be prepared, but the yeah. universe or whatever, whatever was preparing you made sure that you were going to be ready. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Always be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So Amanda, you were in Matilda for quite a long time. I'm curious what you learned about being in a show for that long. And obviously as a swing, things kind of switched up for you a little bit and it wasn't necessarily the same show or the same track in the show every single time. So what was that like and what did you learn about um, sort of having to keep up your longevity and, and the motivation to keep doing that, to keep doing the show? Yeah, I think specifically with Matilda I was there for two years and there until we closed and I think because I had so much to learn I didn't feel like I really knew everything until a year in mm -hmm. it was six to eight months before I had learned all of the tracks that's a lot of material and in Matilda no one does the same thing there is never a moment where everyone does the same thing it is always like this row does this and this row does that and these three people do so it was a lot of material to learn and I felt like I was constantly learning and we were always in rehearsal. There was a lot of turnover at Matilda towards the end. And so we were always putting someone in, into the show. So there was never a dull moment. It never felt stale or like I was doing the same thing every day because I never was. Mm -hmm. The next show I did was Hello Dolly and I had my own track. I understudied, but it was way simpler. Um, and that felt more like I had to figure out how to keep it fresh every night mm -hmm. um more than at Matilda and and I felt like on the days in both shows and on the days when you feel exhausted and you're tired and you have had rehearsal four days that week and you've been putting someone into the show and I also helped put people into the tour so I was in rehearsal like helping with the tour and then doing the Broadway rehearsals but on those days that you're exhausted you just have to remember that 
there's 1,500, 2,000, however many people in the audience, and this is what they've been looking forward to all day or all year or all whatever. Like they, this is the first time for them and they deserve to have the same performance as the people that were there on your Broadway debut opening night when you were so stoked and excited. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're tired and you want a nap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, but remembering that once you were that person sitting in that seat, dying to see even third ensemble member from the right who's actually the swing who hasn't ever done this track before like you didn't care you just wanted to be a part of this Broadway experience and seeing this show and it I think if you can replace the I don't want to or I'm tired with I get to Hmm. I think that is really helpful. I get to be a part of this experience for someone and hopefully change someone's life or inspire them or make them smile. They had a bad day and you get to make them smile or make them think about things and remembering that that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. And I, I feel like that's like a perfect way to tie this off, Amanda, but it's also making me think of like this time during the pandemic, right? We've been here for over a year and... Yeah that the mindset of we get to do this right even if it's taking a dance class in your bedroom or in your living room or making sure that we remind ourselves that we are lucky that we get to take part in this even when it's not necessarily being done on on a stage or in a full auditorium or theater with a bunch of people that we we get to do it i feel like that's an awesome reminder to to leave the people with today. (laughs) Absolutely. We get to do it. We get to share this with each other. And even if it's through a computer screen, it's still a moment of connection. And honestly, sometimes I think it's really cool. We get to do these things. I'm teaching kids from all over the country that I never would have been able to connect with and taking class with people I never would have been able to connect with. And how lucky are we? How special is that, that we can connect in a new way in this art form I could geek out about it for a long time but (laughs) yeah no definitely and I have to thank you so much for for joining me today Amanda it's been so great to connect with you and and get to learn and hear your story so thanks so much for being here thank you for having me Well, everybody, we are at the end of such a wonderful episode. I know I learned so much from sitting down and chatting with Amanda about her Broadway debut experience, and I hope you all did too. If you would like to stay connected with Amanda, I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram at tinylamotte. Amanda has been posting a bunch of videos of her own choreography, and they are just so joyful and wonderful to watch. I highly recommend you go and check those out. I would also love if you would follow Let's Take It From The Top on Instagram. I love interacting with you and getting some feedback from my audience, so feel free to reach out. There's the Let's Take It From The Top Instagram. There's also my personal Instagram and the Let's Take It From The Top email, which are the many ways that you can reach out to me. Just sending a simple hi if you'd like to be a guest or even if you have an idea for an episode, I want to hear about it. That being said, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with me and a big thank you to Amanda for being a part of it as well. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time on Let's Take It From The Top.